What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 494th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Greg. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the year that has a lot of twos in it. Two zero two zero two two. The year of Firo. Firo. Oh, because that's twenty two. Yeah, there's not two thousand twenty two Pokemon. Not yet. Well, they 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 repeat. That you know, I can't. can't, Willis here. Willis here. I got excited. excited. FYI, I still can't feel. I went grocery shopping, and I still can't feel my fingers. That's how cold it was outside. Wait a minute. What if this is the year of two Wobbuffets? Oh, because Wobbuffet is two o two. So it's two o two 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 Wobbuffet squared. Um, One with lipstick. One without. I, I am not one for like New Year's resolutions or, or, or waiting for like a new door to open. I understand that people gravitate towards that. Like There's nothing to... magical about the start of the year. Correct. But my my goal for twenty twenty two is to be able to recite the whole Pokedex in order. Which, you know, some people are out here learning a different language. They're like, let's let's get Spanish under the belt, let's learn a little Japanese. I'm like, I need something as useless as possible. What comes after Bulbasaur? Ivysaur. What comes after that? I want to do the whole Pokedex. There you go. That's just, you know, that helps your, your little memory exercise. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Your it's like brain age. Yeah. I will say, in terms of achievements, I successfully bought no carrot cake in the entirety of 2021. And Did of you course, have carrot cake purchased I, for you? No. No one oh. even bought me one, even though they could have. They they mistook the the meaning of my resolution. But when I was able to buy carrot cake again yesterday, the only carrot cake I could buy was the bad Hy-Vee carrot cake. Oh no! So I started out on a low, so that now, oh well, yeah, it's <laughs> all my carrot bill. cake for the rest of the year is going to be great. We so we did a a friends of mine and we did a Lord of the Rings marathon on New Year's Eve, and we had uh, carrot cake Oreo. That sounds wonderful. They are very good. What does that look? Uh, just, you know, it's an Oreo. I'm willing to try it. Look, it is a thing amongst this group of friends and myself that we try all the wild flavors of Oreos. Like, we have everything that has come out that is a, a new limited edition or slightly off Oreo flavor, we have purchased and taste tested together. And Carrot Cake Oreos is one of the better ones. All right, all right. Uh, we actually surprisingly have more news this week than last week, which is... Well, it's the start of the year. Now that the 25th anniversary is over and we can move past that yes. nightmare, yes. they can actually start releasing real information the about... News this, the news blockade has ended blockade for the 25th ended. anniversary. All right, well, we, we do got some news here. We're going to go through it. Happy New Year. Uh, first bit of news is uh, actually from James in our, in our Attic channel and Slack. Secret Lab unveils a new Pokemon gaming chair. This is off Game Informer. The gaming company has given its Titan Evo 2022 series its very best makeover with these ergonomic seats, sporting two of the franchise's most recognizable mascots. Uh, The first one is offering the adorable picture of Pikachu, yellow lettering. The second one is the orange and blue laced option, which is the uh, Charizard. Uh, both chairs come with a pair of Pokeballs stitched to the upper left-hand corner, creatures Pokedex to the right of the chair, and a hand-themed custom stitching throughout. It does not say how much they go for. Um, They're expensive. 
Secret Lab chairs are, yeah, kind of pricey. They are. Are they good chairs? Mm. Here's the the question. Um, I don't know if they're good, but when they started, they were not. Because I, rem- I remember when Secret Lab started, and if you their their website's very different than what it was, and they would show like why their chair was different, and they would show the uh, exca- uh, the skeleton of their chair, and their chair is like the same skeleton of forty other chairs that you can manufacture in China. I mean, that's a lot of things in life, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's a lot of overlapping good designs. Sure. I mean, their their website says there's the best gaming chair, so I don't have a reason to deny that. That's true. Why would you lie about that? Why? I mean, why would you say anything? Okay, so I'm looking at Secret Labs Titan Evo 2022 series cyberpunk chair, and the sale price because it is on sale right now. They're always on sale. They're always for mm-hmm. sale, but they're not necessarily always on sale. Well, no, no, no. Secret Lab will always have a sale on something. Yes. Right. Not necessarily the one you want. Right. But be they like, always have I'm a sale saying going. the Mid-month Cyberpunk sale. 2077 <laughs> is four ninety nine. Yeah. Sounds about right. That's I what don't... I paid for my racer. So. Why do you need to lean this far back in a chair? Oh, I nap in my chair all the time. That's why I got this built-in pillow. There's a... I live in my house. I just no, got my big no, no, bed. No, 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 no. If you nap in a bed, that's commitment. If you mm. nap in your chair, that's like certified. I'm just taking a nap that, here. <laughs> that's that's. I'm not back, falling asleep. That's back and neck problems. So no, no, no. Because I got the pillow. I got the lumbar support. This is perfect nap chair. Yeah, maybe I don't know. So yeah, I know a couple years ago you could get the same quote unquote secret lab chair for off, not name brand for one eighty. And their chairs are regular price, what, like 500 but always on sale yeah. for like $40 off or $50 off. Um, I don't know if they've gotten better. Uh, I know a couple friends that had Secret Labs, and now they don't have Secret Labs. <laughs> mm. I honestly think Secret Lab uh, is their prim- primary marketing tool is the uh, sponsored or like affiliated, like the Pokemon chair or the you know, whatever other game that they make a chair for with the artwork. Yeah, they have a had, like, Batman League, League chair. They have and... a House Stark chair. A Cookies and Cream chair? What? I don't know. Don't ask what? me. Oh. They got they got a lot of... Uh, they got a Harry Potter chair. They got a Superman like chair. Harry Potter anymore. They got the Flash. Ooh, the Flash. The pink one's cute. Um, Team Liquid. I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a Han, H O N. You know, okay. I tried. I tried the Herman Miller. They have I, a Monster Hunter chair, and you don't have it. I, I, I look. I, I did the thing. I did. I, I saved my money from after after a whole year on Twitch. I, I was sitting in like a hundred and twenty nine dollar Office Depot chair. Had this chair for like eight years. It was great until you sit in it for eight hours of streaming. Not so great anymore. When I was sitting in it for a two-hour podcast, wonderful. <laughs> Insert Professor wonderful. Oak. Wonderful. And I thought the entire time I was sitting in this chair, I was like, I need a headrest. This is the problem with the chair. Spoiler, it wasn't. The headrest was not the problem. <laughs> so I got... Um, so first, I got a Steel Series chair, which was 
also very expensive, very similar to a Herman Miller. And I sat in the series, I had the Steel Series chair for like a week and it destroyed my back. This is like a $1,500 chair. I, I, I saved up for it, waited for it to go on sale. All these, all these chairs go on sale a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Got it. I hated it from the second I, I did all the adjustments that had the built-in knobs and stuff. I emailed them. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. How, how Am I sitting in this chair wrong? And they're yeah. like, sometimes it just doesn't work with your body. You should send it back. I was like, okay. And then I went to the Herman Miller store down in Milwaukee. And I sat in a bunch of Herman Millers. And I was like, okay, these are, these are comfortable. And then I was like, all right, come back. Sat in them again. And then finally, I was like, all right, let's, let's order the Herman Miller. Same thing. Just uh, once it was in my house, I was like, I hate this. You know the thing about the Herman Miller, why I don't think it worked for me? Because I'm tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have the, like, mesh. Yes. It's more of a mesh chair. And I feel like I didn't push down on the mesh to make it, like. So the, what you're saying is you need to do more squats and deadlifts. Yeah. You need to get out there and clang and bang. Yeah, yeah, clang and bang the booty. Because I purchased my husband to Herman Miller when he started working from home as a big birthday gift. And he has had it now 10 years, maybe 12. Uh, and he loves it. It's been the greatest. It was of all the things that I bought him that he never uses because I will buy him things that he says he wants. And he's like, great. And then it sits in the corner and does nothing. And then I'm like, I hate you. Sounds like my Sounds wife. like hey, your husband. He, uh, well, obviously he uses this constantly. And now he's like, Oh, the arm pads are wearing out, so I'm going to have to contact them for my lifetime replacement parts to get my arm pads uh, replaced. But it's like the best purchase I've ever made. I also at one point bought, you remember um, the paraffin wax uh, bath where you can put your hands in to get a wax treatment? Yeah, that's sitting in the cupboard of our kitchen, used twice. (laughs) Here's what, in in my adventure of chair shopping, so I ended up on the Han, which the Han is like an $800 chair. But, What's the chair behind you? What are you? What are you? Oh, on right this now? is uh, this I did a, I did for our YouTube people. I did a, a Mario Party stream with my wife. This is just her chair. This yeah, is, this is the same chair Will has. Yes, I don't remember the brand. Techni, Techni, Techni. Which I I did have this chair and it was okay. This is the chair I thought I needed the headrest for. Did was was. Um, but you don't nap enough in your chair. That's I don't, the problem. I know. So I the Han, which is like an eight hundred dollar chair. Never even heard of it. But here's the, here's the pro tip. Never buy these chairs full price. You can go to, this is what I discovered. If you just Google search um, like office warehouse, not like Office Depot, like generic <laughs> office warehouse, there is a bunch, especially because of the pandemic, there's a bunch of office Used office resellers, mm-hmm. and the one in Milwaukee was a a, a women uh, woman owned store, and they were really great. And you walk in, and they have literally every chair we just talked about, and you can just sit in them. And the chair I'm sitting in, it was again retailed for seven hundred. It was one ninety nine. So, and they had me... Herman Miller's for like seven, like literally half the price, like seven fifty, and they looked brand new yeah, because there's these one companies of, uh... will buy all these chairs, 
And then let, let me let me simplify and explain this for our younger listeners. This is how capitalism works. First, <laughs> your employer tells you that you no longer have an office to come to and you need to work from your own home and pay for your own internet, electricity and everything like that. They then de- close down the office buildings. They sell all of the furniture that you used to sit on that they provided you to a warehouse which you then buy the chair that your employer used to provide you (laughs) from that warehouse you have now given money technically in a way back to your employer so that you don't have to come to their office any longer welcome to capitalism kids so two things one (laughs) Never buy a chair you have not sat in. True, true. Number two, look for an office reseller. And just- I mean, I purchased the chair that I'm in that, and I never sat in it, and it's perfectly fine. And I but that was the second time you bought office. that chair, right? Because you bought it. No, again. I I bought it again for the other office. Oh, but when I had purchased this, I had never sat in this chair before. Yeah, I would have. I would have never purchased that Steel Series chair. If I would have said it first. Office Liquidators is the big one in uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. I don't remember what the one in Milwaukee was. It was very generic. It was like Office. I remember hearing a lot of Office Liquidator commercials back in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Out in Brooklyn Park. This news isn't on the English Pokemon website. I'm sure it will be when they get back. I was going to say when they get back to the office. But in reality, all the people working at the Pokemon Company International are probably working at home. Um. So we're going to pull this off, Serebi. First one is the uh, wild. There's a new wild area event. Uh, it's themed around luck, which has Meowth, Darmanitan, Magikarp, and Pseudowoodo available. Shiny Magikarp is available. Uh, and it will go between January 1st through January 9th. Um, so this is like the third time in Sword and Shield they've done uh, Shiny Magikarp raids. I... Uh, I I don't know who's still. I'm sure tons of people are still playing Sword and Shield. Honestly, it's it's mm-hmm. a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if even if you have Shiny Magikarp, the cool thing about these raids is you're gonna get at least one big nugget every raid, no matter if it's a one star or three star or five star. It's guaranteed one big nugget. Um, Shiny Magikarp's only five star, um, and uh, the other drops are just like regular nuggets. There's tons of ways to make money. We were talking about this last week, actually. There's only, like, one way to make money in Brilliant Time and Shining Pearl, and that's to beat up the old people. There is lots of ways to make money in this game. You could do the Luxury Ball and the Watt Exchange. <laughs> you can do raids. You can do... What's with the heavy sigh, Will? I'm just, you know, just knitting away here, knitting away. I mean, it feels like you wanted to add some commentary to the uh, very I'm, truthful fact. The only commentary I have to add is I thought that gambling in Pokemon games was prohibited. So why are they giving out nuggets for raids on random chance? The, this can't be allowed it's in the not, EU. It's not random, isn't it, every time? <laughs> yeah, but the, the amount that you get yeah, there's is a, randomized. There's a drop table. Uh, yeah, but the drop table's listed. I wonder if they're going to keep doing these. The last raid was also the last raid event was also a week long. The Deli Bird one. This one's a week long. Well, a little more than a week. I wonder if they're going to keep doing that. Uh, it's I mean, a it's probably. a metric week. Metric week. What's that? Yeah, ten days, not seven. No, oh. it's a metric week, not an imperial week. <laughs> Got it. Freedom week. Freedom week. Freedom Week is 
10 days, but we call it seven. We have the next rule set for VGC here. Uh, it will begin on February 1st. It will go through August 31st. So this is the longest season rule set. I don't know what to call it. Season rule set for Sword and Shield. Seems like this is also going to be the final rule set for Worlds 2022 since it's going to August 31st and Worlds usually takes place beginning of August. The rule set expands on the previous rule set that allows two restricted Pokemon. It allows for the Pokemon for Galar, Isle of Armor, and Cron Tundra, including Pokemon not in, uh, not in the decks, as such as some legendary and two restricted legendaries per team. Uh, it will allow for Dynamax once again, and all Pokemon must have the Galar symbol or the Battle Ready symbol. So this is, uh, I think, this is the equivalent to the GS Cup, two Legends, two. You could always have as many Legends as you want. You could technically do Reggie Rock, Reggie Steel, Red Jice, and then <laughs> Mesprit as a Oopsie. You, <laughs> yeah, that could be your team. Um, but the restricted Legends for those maybe not. Com- familiar with competitive are usually the legends that are featured on the box of the game mm-hmm. so that would be like your reshiram your zekrom Solgaleo, lunala xerneas uh, kyogre groudon so in past seasons you could only pick one of those so um the two most popular in the past seasons were uh kyogre and then zashian um zashian cannot dynamax though so zashian would sometimes be like next to like a Tornadus, because Tornadus is not restricted, or a Thunderous, or whatever, a Torkoal. My favorite legend, Torkoal. Yeah. So nice, you shiny hunted it twice. Uh, or Spectre or Glastier. Those are also technically not box legends, so you'll see a lot of those. Although Calyrex would be, so once once Rabbit Boy is riding horse, then that becomes a restriction. Oh. Uh, I think... From what I've seen, people are very excited about this. This is what people wanted for in Sword and Shield was the the two restricted. And it's nice that this is is a pretty long season because sometimes the meta starts changing near the end of those shorter seasons, which were like three months, and then boom, season switch. So I, I've I've seen people be real positive, but you know, competitive people they get they get real excited and then. Something happens, and then they're like, ah, Kyogre. <laughs> well, it's always Kyogre's fault. Well, yeah, but in six months, the meta's going to be really stale, and then it'll be wor- Worlds, and we'll see the same six Pokemon on every team for Worlds. And maybe a Pachirisu miracle breaks through again. Yeah! There you go. We can only hope. I think that's, ex- I think it's a- that's exciting, though. I mean, again... They've said many times Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl is not the competitive game. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl has done everything in its power to make sure that you don't enjoy competitive in that game. So we'll. S- I, I would. I would like silent to, knitting. I would like to give this a try. I, I'll wait though. I'll, I'll like it starts February first. I'll give it a couple weeks to see what's what's happening. I don't. I, I'm sure people are already building teams on showdown and already testing i'm sure people were already doing that before the season was announced because oh yeah that's what you have your uh, metronome team ready i don't have my metronome team ready that is that is this coming friday if you're listening to this podcast on january 3rd you have until january i believe 6 to register you must register 
before the tournament starts. When you but register, you don't have to have your team ready. You don't have to have your team ready when you register. The, the it starts technically Thursday night because it starts UTC time. Um, but if you're looking for the Metronome Cup, that's this weekend. Starts on technically January seventh. Um, pretty easy to do. You're just picking. You don't even need six Pokemon. Just pick like three or four because they're all going to know Metronome. <laughs> And they can learn. They can know nothing else but metronome. Correct. Yes. Correct. So, do you have to get rid of all the moves? Yes. Or... They okay. can only know one move: metronome. You can Dynamax technically, but metronome just turns into Max Guard. So you're literally just stalling. <laughs> Maybe you metronomed a toxic. That's, yeah, there you go. <laughs> toxic stall. Actually, that's not too bad. <laughs> Metronome Toxic than Max Card. <laughs> next bit of news here. Oh, actually, this next bit of news is more of an article. So maybe we should we should take our break and come back. Uh, we can we can we can squeeze in some more news before because uh, I don't want to start ones. talking about that. It's the it's the interview stuff. Do uh, there's got to be something. I got masters. More I got Pokemon masters. gems coming to India. Is that a thing we want to talk about? What? It's on Niantic's website. Oh yeah, they're they're like gr- greatly increasing the number of Pokemon Pokestops in India to the point where they can't have they don't have pictures for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so they're basically waiting for people to submit pictures of the Pokestops, then they'll fill those in later. Yeah. Mm. So they I I don't understand the comma use in the article on Pokemon Go. Is it 500,000 or did they miss a zero and it's 5 million? Oh, wait. Which which site is this on? It's on Pokemon Go Live. Hold on. Because in most of the non-freedom world, uh, the commas and periods and numbers are flipped. Yeah, that's more gyms and Pokestops coming to India. It's like like the second paragraph. They said five million new gyms and Pokestops in India. But it's missing a zero. It's missing, so then that's missing a zero. Oh, that's just a typo. Okay, yeah. well, because I couldn't tell. I'm like, okay, so which is which part is wrong? Yeah, because <laughs> if you're flipping the, the commas and the periods, you'd, you'd only have one comma mm-hmm. and multiple right. periods. And there's, yeah, it's very confusing. Anyway, so five million new Yeah, sets. it's either that's 500,000, like, well, half a million or five million. There's... Those are close numbers, you know. <laughs> oh, or is it five hundred thousand? That's yeah, the question. I think is it five hundred thousand? I think five hundred thousand is which the... makes more sense. Yeah, but then why? Why is there in common there? All of them. Oh boy, like India is like a is the cur- real, real, real big. It, the, it's a huge country. Well, okay, so there's the the, the, the this we don't want to get into geography cast because that always gets us in trouble. But I think India is the second most populated country. China, not, number one. Yeah, but not the most, like, it doesn't have the biggest land right. mass. So, according to Google, it's 1.38 billion people. Five million seems like a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's probably 500,000. It's, 500, it's got to be 500,000. accidentally hit the comment yeah, there. Yeah, somebody did a comment there. Uh, so, I, do we all know the population of the United States? Uh, One billion. That's how many hamburgers that McDonald's yeah. has sold. No. 
try again. Will, what's your what's your uh, two hundred fifty million? That's you're closer. That's too low. It's five hundred million. It's three hundred and twenty nine point five million people. Yes. So we have less than roughly a third yes. of the population of India in the United States. Just as as a reference point. And you know, if you're not in America, you can look. Yeah. Let's how let's how about Scotland? Because that's the only one that we're gonna care about right now. Oh, Scotland's got about eight people and a sheep. Mm, right. More sheep than people, I hear. Wait, is the sheep is what is the singular of sheep? Sheep? Sheep eye. Shop. According to this population estimates of Scotland, any guesses, any guesses, population estimates? Fifty million. Uh three million. Uh five uh four five million four hundred and sixty six thousand as of June thirtieth, twenty twenty. So that may have gone up or down mm. depending on this last year. Not a lot of people. Uh it's more than we've got in the Twin Cities, Greg. Yeah. Not a lot but more. Not <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> not a lot more. See, I got us to the break. Look at how got good us to I the am break. At this show. We, look, we got one one more bit of news here before break. Uh, first is you can re- receive up to sixty thousand gems in Pokemon Masters as a New Year present. I don't understand how that works. Players who log in during the period will ch- randomly be chosen to receive gems. Log in during the period will automatically get you entered in the giveaway. You will not receive a confirmation. All gems given out are non-paid gems. You have to log in between now. And January 7th, five people will win 60,000 gems, 30 people will win 10,000, sorry, 12,000, 100 people will win 6,000, 1,000 people will win 3,000, 10,000 people will win 1,000, and 20,000 people, sorry, not enough commas, Uh, 200,000 people will receive 600 um, those who log in but do not win anything above will still get 300 gems for logging in. But the giveaway, so you'll get it, you won't know until the 12th, right? Yes, they will pick the winners on the 12th at 10 p.m. I don't know what... 10 p.m. They don't say. <laughs> they don't... <laughs> Pacific? No, no UCT, no you Pacific, no the, nothing. The, they have nothing listed in their site. Like it's literally not listed as a time. So 10 going... p.m. cutter time. So log I mean, in your Pokemon so Masters. You want to log in anyways because in... the New Year event started, and day one of the New yeah. Year event will give you three thousand gems, which is a good amount. It's a, it's a free poll. Uh so they post their news in as PT specific time, so one would assume. Hmm. That their times are Pacific time. Um, they but added two new seasonal scouts. They added Volkner, and they added Sabrina with uh, well Volkner with Electivire, which spoiler for Diamond and Pearl. Uh, when you rematch Volkner, he will finally have an Electivire. I feel like for a. Uh... Special suit pair. That one was isn't surprising. Like usually they have something like, "Whoa, I never thought they'd do that with that combo." And it's like, "Oh, you gave him one he has in the game." Mm. <laughs> well, that's They've not interesting. Why is, if we're why talking about it... characters that have zero development and personality, 
Volkner, Volkner is up has there. a lot of personality. It's called depression. Oh. He has it, and then you talk him out of it. Very quickly. It wasn't deep. Um, and then Sabrina has a chingling? Which, like, that's what should be. That's the thing. Like, her, that's her outfit's great. Her outfit is very good. Does, does I mean, the both outfits are evolve? cute, but hers is better. Uh, I believe all of them can evolve in the game currently. So, most likely, yes, you'd be able to evolve chingling into a chime echo. I don't know. I got that Nessa on Ice Cube. I'm pretty happy. I did not get any of those holiday ones. Nor have I gotten super fancy uh, greatest, second greatest champion uh, Cynthia. Mm. Oh, the, the, the renegade Cynthia. Yeah. Cynthia with a bat in her hair. Um, last thing here before we take a break, just their, their, their message from the, the Pokemon Masters team. Number 29. We'd like to wish a happy new year to all players. Thank you for your support. As we enter a new year of Pokemon Masters EX, a whole the whole development team will continue to provide the best experiences possible. We hope you enjoy your adventures on Pasio. Um, the new year and new friends story event is on its way. Volkner and Sabrina play a big part in this event, uh, appearing in sync pair of scouts as seasonal pairs wearing fancy outfits. Enjoy the new story on the year of Pasio. Um, Volkner... New Year's 2022 and Electivire are an electric type strike sync pair. Their passive mm-hmm. skill grants them super effective next effect when attacking an opponent with a super effective move, making them capable of dishing out major damage to an opponent weak to electric attacks. They can use moves like Discharge and Thunder, allowing them uh, to attack either or all opponents. After using their sync move for the first time, they can turn on Electric Terrain, which is another powerful effect. Sabrina, New Year's 2022, and Shingling are a new psychic support psychic type support sync pair. Their trainer move Clear Your Mind restores allies HP by 40% and its maximum HP and of its maximum HP and applies the enduring effect. Also after Sabrina uses its trainer move, the sync pair's passive skills has an increase to increase all special moves um, next effect for all allies by one rank. They also have other moves and passive skills that can boost allies' special attack, critical rate, and other critical hit rate, and other capabilities, making it a solid supporter for both offense and defense. A login bonus will offer 7,000 gems and some New Year Scout tickets along the way. Each New Year Scout ticket will gain you one use of the New Year Pokey Fair Scout. The Scout gives you a chance to earn up to the scout gives you a chance to team up with a fair exclusive sync pairs such as Cynthia, Lance, and Steven. You can get eight New Year's scout tickets from login bonuses, so be sure to log in every day. Um, there's a new uh, there's a new daily battle challenge, which will offer you scout tickets, gems, and battle points. You can earn 14 New Year's scout tickets from the event, meaning that this event, and with the New Year's login bonus combined, you can get up to 22 tickets. Uh, We hope you try to collect them all. And there are new banners. There is uh, the five-star select Pokey Scout. There's the five-star Skelet. There's two five-star select fair Pokey Mm -hmm. Scouts, and then there's a five-star select special Scout. I think most of those are paid. They are all paid. The two special banners that are like get this many are paid gems only. And then we talked about the giveaway. 
And then they said there's a Dragon-type gear event coming on January 5th. We hope you look forward to that. Some future updates, they say. We are currently working on new content that will allow you to learn battle tips as you earn incredible rewards by completing battles. This content will be aimed at players who may be having a tough time completing the Champion Stadium on hard difficulty. Joke's on you, Masters. I haven't even tried Stadium once. I'm too busy pulling characters. <laughs> by completing I've done Stadium some. By completing this content, you should learn enough tips and tricks of the trade to be able to complete the Champion Stadium on hard. To play this content, you have to complete the Champion Stadium on normal first. The sync pairs that are used in this content are fixed, so you won't have to worry about training your own. And anyone will be able to win as long as they have a grasp of basic battle. That's actually mm-hmm. kind of cool of them to be like... Yeah, it. they needed something because the difficulty spike between normal and hard is real steep. <laughs> like, you can blow through... You can blow through normal on auto and be like, whatever. Uh, you cannot do that on the harder ones at all. You do sort of have to know what you're doing. We are aiming for this content to be released around late February, so please wait a little bit longer. Uh, as we mentioned at the end of last year, the Sinnoh chapter of the Villain Arc is scheduled to begin on January 12th. We hope you look forward to it. Our next message is scheduled for late January. In it, we plan to share information about new sync pairs and events for February. We're always working hard to deliver updates and improvements to make the world of Pokemon Masters EX as fun as possible. I, Masters is, is in a decent place. Yeah. It, I it, I know uh, the thing you probably hear is like, oh, there's so many paid banners. Yeah. Yeah, they're, but they're, they're, they're not for you. <laughs> their, banner, their banners are still... A problem like there's still way too many banners and it's very confusing but i think for gameplay like you don't have to do the hard stuff at all and you still get a lot of rewards so if you're a casual player you can do just the hard, normal and like super hard stuff and still get a lot of rewards and those rewards are enough for how you play the game mm-hmm. um they've somewhat fixed the amount of gems you get so that you get more pulls more often nowadays than you did in the past. So getting a pull of all three stars doesn't hurt as bad as it used to. Um, So I think they've really done a lot to make the game more friendly to the casual player, and I think they've improved the ability to have it reward you for the amount of time you're willing to put in. So even if you only put in 15 minutes a day, like I do, you still feel like you're getting an appropriate amount of awards that that was worth putting those 15 minutes. And I, I I couldn't have said that a year ago. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this uh, interview that came out of nowhere. And uh, then we'll do our question of the week and Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. The two seconds of time we saved in Raid was off put by the five hours of Steve going, Bring it to Mega Houndu! Oh, yeah, you should so be great. happy at Bring I got the Mega Houndoom! Mega Houndoom swept that dude so many times. But the point being is. Mega Houndoom! Sweeping the floor! Sweeping! 
dude so many times. But the point being is... And we are back from our break. All right, this was like the, I don't know if it was breaking news, good news. Scandal of the year. The year just started. I know. The scandals are very low level so far. Mm. Uh, it's not even a scandal. <laughs> I am sure there are other sites that have their own translations. Uh, this is a Japanese interview, so, whew. Uh, we'll see how good their Japanese translation is here. This is off NintendoEverything.com, but again, I'm sure other people have translated it. Over on its recruitment website, uh, Game Freak posted an article about the creation of Sword and Shield. Director uh, Sujiri Ormori. Sujiru? I think it's Sujiru. Sujiru. Uh, like that. And planning director uh, I. E Iwa oh, oh wait hold on eyes are E's E Wa O Iwa I think it's Iwao Iwao provided some insight on how Switch games could be made. Uh, Nintendo everything translated the full piece. Uh, so Amori, for those that don't know, um, they directed Sun and Moon and Black and White. Or was it Black 2, White 2? Uh, pretty much Omori directed the games that Masuda did not direct, is what it comes <laughs> down to. <laughs> Let's see. So it starts off saying, uh, Omori was the director of Sword and Shield. Omori was involved since Ruby and Sapphire, as well as a number of other Pokemon games. Iwao uh, was the planning director for Sword and Shield, and they excel in the field of UI planning. They led the project with Omori throughout development. Um, it says Amori and few other key staff members started to think about the concept of a new Pokemon game right after po Pokemon Sun and Moon development finished in the fall of 2016. With the knowledge that the Switch can connect to a television, the initial ideal was to make the Pokemon title larger in scope in order to surprise players. Amori met with Iwao, who directed Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, and things started in September of 2017. Amori named the games after the, the team thought of giving Pokemon swords and shields to fight gigantic Pokemon. The development team was very particular about the graphics for the new game, especially when factoring in that it would be able to be connected to the big screen. The team wanted the title to be enjoyable in both docked and portable mode. Amori reflected on the project, saying that he placed heavy emphasis on how the game would fit into players' lifestyles and how the team could incorporate the strengths of the new console. He also mentioned throughout that they considered the planning and design of the game. The original Pokemon games were made by a very small team and their approach to improving the quality of different aspects was something break it, then make it again. Improvements to technology made it impossible for them to use the same approach to be used this time as development teams have become much larger. Amori knew that the approach of the new games like older generations... Uh, Amori knew that if he approached the new games, like the older generations, it would cause mass confusion. To prevent any confusion or misunderstanding, Amori assembled a small core team at the very start of development that conceived the design for the titles. This allowed the team to put everything they uh, had planned into the game. So, uh, um, before we get too deep into things, uh, originally, Masuda said that 
they were working on Sword and Shield for three years. And here it says things started in September of 2017, which uh, Sword and Shield came out in November of 2019. Yeah. But, well, but, and, so... and, and people were saying that Masuda was lying, that it was only two years, not three years, but like, they, you nah. have to you have to plan out the game before you start making right. well, it. Like so, that still I mean, counts as making the game, and they yeah. started that yeah, in the fall. They had of 2016. started planning it in 2016, yeah. right? Like that well, is kind of years. like when you're when you're like in middle school and your parents asked you if you've started working on your report yet, and you had thought about like what you would want to do your report on two days ago. So you say yes, <laughs> yes, two yes, days I ago. have been working. I have been working on it for two days. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's much more <laughs> of their planning than thinking about it that went into in the start of fall of 2016. Yeah. Although yeah. I think it's fun that the whole thing started with, like, let's give them swords and shields and make a fight super big Pokemon. Like, the thought of, like, the idea was that, <laughs> like, what should we do? I mean, we, we got super big Pokemon. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's, like, make it even more RPG fantasy related. Uh, Ewow says that one of the most important themes during development of Sword and Shield was the generational shift among staff. He gave higher positions to younger staff members who only had the ability and motivation to take on the responsibility, which gave them opportunities to grow and learn. The staff should not only have the ability to carry out the tasks placed in front of them, but to communicate and build rapport with other team members in a process. A project like Pokemon cannot be handled individually. When asked how younger staff members performed, Ewow... Iwao felt the lack of knowledge and experience sometimes showed throughout the project. Young staff got stuck on numerous occasions and received a lot of advice from more experienced staff members. They struggled, but eventually made it through with the help of more experienced staff. It has always been a tradition at Game Freak to give opportunities to youth. Even Amori, he was chosen as the planning director leader for Diamond and Pearl when he was 25, while all the other staff members were more experienced. The organization often changes with every game title, which is another thing that makes Game Freak so unique. And this interview was done as a recruiting mechanism, if right. I yeah. believe, right? Like, it's on so their the, recruitment page, yes. The, it was on their, their human resources, like job listings and stuff. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's, they're just basically saying that, you know, we do give opportunities to younger people to yeah. kind of attract younger talent to the company. There's like something in Japan too where like, there's not a lot of turnover. Like people get a job and they like stay there. I mean, you're talking to Will and Greg here, okay? <laughs> yeah, we... what, are, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I've been at my company for 25 years. Same. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, it's cool for them to say like, "Hey, we gave a bunch of things to younger staff, and they got stuck. And looking back, that sucks. But also, they got through it." Yeah. Well, it what what they're basically trying to say is we we want you to take on challenges. We are willing to give you projects knowing that you will probably get stuck in certain places and we are also here to help you get through them. Like they recognize that as part of how they build things when they give stuff to inexperienced people, they've built into their planning that you are going to get stuck. Yeah, you are and, not going to know how to do things, and it's it's a it's a teaching tool. It's an on the job teaching thing. Like, let's see if you can figure out how to get out of it. If there's a new idea or a new way, but if it's really bad, we will we have people who've gotten past it that can help. 
And it's also advertising their corporate culture to right. say, like, if if a younger person comes across a problem that they can't solve, then a more experienced person will help them solve the problem, right. as opposed to, like, the culture that I promote, where if a less experienced person comes to me and says, I have this problem I can't solve, I say, what am I paying you for? I hired you to solve that problem. <laughs> I will find a, somebody better than you. You're Goodbye. such a boss. Uh, as the director leading the project, there were several Several factors Amori paid attention to. One of them was Amori uh, to delegate individual tasks that excelled that they excelled at. For instance, through communicating with the staff, Amori gave clothing design uh, to those who liked fashion, sporty clothes, sporty clothes to staff interested in sport. Cafe lovers would design the spot to ensure the cafe like feeling and so on. Amori wanted every individual to be able to bring out their strengths. This resulted in the team members having the freedom to express themselves and is perhaps one of the reasons why the game was enjoyed by so many. One of the director's job is to create an environment which brings the best out of all its staff. Mori adds that he wanted to continue being a part of the new projects in the future. He shares that he wanted to start new projects not by designing but for making prototypes of games instead he aims for games to be made by not only planners but also designers and programmers this allows for anyone to be able to pitch in and create games that can be enjoyed by even more people look i, I will i will definitely say the the clothing and like the city design and the theming yeah. of sword and shield is incredible yep mm, yeah lots of fun yeah i think it i think Knowing, like, this is just a fun thing to point out. Like, we got input from people who know those cultures, right? Like, we know what we went to the sports people to design the uniforms. We went to the cafe people to get these things. The people who had experience, which makes those things feel so much more real. Because, like, if you're interested in those things, you're like, oh yeah, that totally fits the vibe. It's just nice that they underlined that, and also on a recruitment page saying like. We will look at your whole life and your experiences outside of the company to help bring ideas in. It's just it's another sort of nod to what they think their culture is like. As opposed to my culture where I say, if I wanted your input on clothing design, I would have hired you for the clothing design team. Please go back to your SQL programming and leave. stop with your inputs. Thank you. Ilka. Even after 20 years, the, the Pokemon franchise is still going strong. Amori says that even if he thinks the game is perfect, there will always be new ideals after the project is over. He added that Pokemon will continue to change with new technology, new development teams, and a new way of playing games. Amori wants to create Pokemon games that gamers desire and give the feeling that Pokemon exist and live with us. It might be surprising to hear that every Pokemon title is made entirely in an entirely different way. Team members do not rely on team members try not to rely on experience and enjoy tackling the new challenge given to them. Iwao uh, emphasizes that no matter the work, if you do it long enough, it will eventually become tedious. With Game Freak, however, there are always new opportunities, new positions, being able to join in the gear projects. We've talked about those before. Meaning that it will never get repetitive and never gets boring. With the vast amount of experience spanning over 20 years, a unique system that allows youth to experience failure and success and a company continuing to change generations, Pokemon will continue to evolve. And again, that was all translated by Nintendo everything. I might have skipped yeah. some words or sentences. Mm. I mean they had look I mean they give credit to the two people that helped them do it. I don't know who those people are, but 
I'm sure you can find them on Twitter. <laughs> so we're all applying for jobs at Game Freak, right? I mean, they want youth. I'm, we're all old. Excuse? Speak for yourself. Thank you yeah, very much. You you feel your age. Will okay. and I are both young at heart and ready yes. for a new career. We have proven we have proven that we are loyal, mm-hmm. capable of seeing projects to through to the end. Mm-hmm. We can you they can pull on our experience and we can actually put pride wear into there you Pokemon go. outfits. Look, we got it all. We are we are the hires to hire. Also, we know how to cut and paste. I'm very good at the control. I'm real good at cutting C, control Control C, control V. Yeah. So I'm excellent at it. I don't don't think Sword and Shield are perfect games by any means. No. Uh, I mean, they're very, very good. Yeah, they're. And they got very, they got way better with the DLCs. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I would probably put. I think I would probably put Ultra Sun Ultra Moon as my favorite Pokemon game, but because of the DLC, Sword and Shield are. I, I, Sword and Shield, I think, are in my top top five for sure. Mm. I don't know that they're. I don't know that they're top three. Mm. I'm trying to, but it's also hard for me because it's hard to be like, well, I haven't played that game in a while, so it's hard to rate them. Yeah, but I, I mean, honestly, Emerald's my number one, and I would probably say. I would probably say black and white are probably my next. Not black two white two. No, nah, I mean I consider black and white black, one is much better than black. I two, consider white two. them all the same game, hmm. right? Like, hmm. I, no, I would have to play other, one. You start two. on the west side, the other you start on the yeah. east side. Come on. Uh, I mean they're very similar games, so put them. In. The tough thing is what would be three, and three is a very tough slot to figure out because I do think it's probably. Sun and Moon, but like Sword and Shield fight for it, so it's like mm. I think those two fight between three and four a lot because Sun and Moon, which also encompasses Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, were really I put a lot, I had a lot of fun with those games. I put a lot of hours in those games. I found them very refreshing. I um, would probably, for me, put X and Y above Sun and Moon. I just, I just think that that cohesive roller skates, everything. No, yeah. X and Y would be higher if I didn't hate the pacing of that game so much. <laughs> Man, bring back the roller skates. Uh, the thing is, uh, I think like Diamond and Pearl has slipped because of the remake. The thing that I think of when I like read, when I read this, is I just think of other Nintendo games. And... When you like read comments or you see tweets or other people post or just discussions with other online communities, you always hear the you hear like the there what what was the line that stood out here? It was um uh jeez, where did it go? Uh Amori knew that if he approached the new games like the older generation, it would cause mass confusion. That line is a little weird, but like I don't think it's weird in the grand scheme of like even though each Pokemon game like sticks to a formula, like you will go, you will battle eight gym leaders, you will catch Pokemon, you will have four moves, you will use the water move against the fire move, like that 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 formula works. But how do you make the things around it unique? Mm-hmm. And how do you make the things around it go? This game is different than this game, right? You you can look at Sword and Shield 
and you can go, this game has the big Pokemon. You can look at Sun and Moon and you can be like, this game has the Hawaii Island themes. This game has all the holes. And the Z. This is the whole game. You can look at Diamond and Pearl and go, this game has the dumb mountain in the middle of the map. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the big mountain. Right, like... I think that I that's what stands out in that sentence to me of like how do we make this how do we make this game look different to people who may or may know Pokemon or may not know Pokemon and so I think of that in the same way as I think of like a Mario or a Zelda game. All Mario games are the same. You 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 collect something, you collect enough something to battle Bowser and then you save the kingdom, right? Like and throughout that entire time, you're jumping and you're ground, you're butt slamming <laughs> and you're, you're, you're flipping, right? Like, that's all the same in Mario I, games. I don't like platformers, so I have to take your word for it. The, but every Mario game has its own gimmick, right? Like, Sunshine has yeah. the jetpack. Odyssey has the hat that turns into things, right? But, like, at its core... Uh, oh, Galaxy's the one we went to planets, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, not Galaxy. Uh, yeah, Galaxy's Planets, Odyssey is Odyssey is hats. But at its core, it's the same as Pokemon, right? Like, that core is the same. The same with Zelda, right? right? The right. core, uh, e- even Breath of the Wild, which is this open-world Zelda game, the, the core is still the same. You're collecting heart pieces, you're collecting rubies, you're getting more tools for your utility belt, because you're like elf Batman, and then you'd fight a giant pig at the end. Um... Well, Gan- Ganon's a pig. This <laughs> is rude. I mean, he probably Are very you sure nice. Ganon is or Ganon? No, Ganon, Ganon is Dorf. the pig. Ganondorf is the human. Okay. Yeah, I know my Zelda. But again, like Zelda's core is ultimately the same. But the things around it are different. You know, one has a horse, one has a boat, one has a train, one has a hat that makes you really small, but one turns you into a painting. Uh, it's a cap. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why Pokemon fans can't see that though, or some Pokemon fans can't see that. Like, see what? Of course, the main thing of the game is going to stay the same, and of course, not everything from an old Pokemon game is going to come to a new. Like, like imagine if Zelda did I- that. Like, hey, this game we had a boat, but now we took the boat away, and we're making you a wolf. And they're like, no, but bring the boat back. And it's like, but you can't be I mean, boat- there are definitely people who are like, bring the boat back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, I think the thing is, is everybody disagrees what a, what is a core mechanic and a vital part of a Pokemon experience, right? Because RPG is a very, very broad term, unlike a platformer, which is a mechanic, RPG... RPG, the main mechanic for any RPG is you battle things and you level up. Mm-hmm. And that is the actual core of an RPG, like game mechanics wise. Like when you say Mario has the same core mechanic, it's a platformer. They, you know, they play the same way. Like when Paper Mario was an RPG, you fought things and you <laughs> leveled up. Like those are the core mechanics. I think where people get unnecessarily in the weeds is when they decide what the other core mechanics are and those things shouldn't be changed. Like some people say the eight gyms is a core mechanic for Pokemon and thus mm-hmm. hate uh, Sun and Moon for getting rid of a core mechanic, but it's not a core mechanic per se. 
it is a it is a a core element for most of the games, but that element can be swapped out. Yeah, a like, highly identified feature. Right. So like the boat versus riding the wolf versus riding the horse, like yeah, that's the same as how many gyms you are. You're gonna end up riding something <laughs> to get to uh hey, to an elite. You didn't four. ride the wolf, you turned into the wolf. Look, I can ride the wolf if I want to. I've seen statues of something on the back of that wolf. <laughs> But I mean, the thing is, is one of the strengths about Pokemon games is there are so many consistent elements that people latch onto. That's mm-hmm. what that's one of the powers of that franchise is there's generally something for everybody to like. But it also has the downside of if they change the thing that you like, you're not going to like that game as much. Like if they if your whole thing is I want to fight gyms and they change the gyms and make it trials, those games aren't going to be your thing anymore. Like you don't find that progression fun. Question of the week. What's the question of the week? I want to hear it now. Evan says, "What 2022 is the year of dot dot dot." We have not decided that. You can't. You can't ask that as the question of the week. That is a Twitch. Dream nightmare only, yes. and we get told what it is after. Yeah, it's it's a. And then it's, we disagree with it. It doesn't even matter because he doesn't do anything with it. It's the it was the year twenty twenty one year of the cryogonal. Did any did any did that come up in any merch? Did that come up <laughs> as an emote? Did that come up as anything? No, it was just decided and left in the dust. I mean, cryogonal deserves that. No, no Pokemon deserves that other than Meditate. Uh, Steven says, as 2021 comes to an end, what is your favorite Pokemon-related experience in the year of 2021? That's a good one. It's a good one. None of them? What? It's hard to say one experience, but I would say all the walks that Greg and I took in the art park uh, on Pokemon Go Community Days. We had a lot lot of fun... Meanderings through the little art park. Um, I would say, uh, I really had a, like, I would say like the Kanto tour was important to be like going <laughs> back into public and doing things in person true, with a true. bunch of us again was a really big, important moment of 2021. Um, I, that was just sort of like a big breath of normality. Even though nothing about what we did that day was very normal, it was just being back together. Like, Chris flew in, you drove in, uh, people were here, we found people at the mall. Like, it was just a very nice slice of normality in what had been and continues to be uh, a sort of chaotic year. Canta tour, yeah. Um, GoFest felt even more normal than Kanto Tour. Well, yeah, because you walked for eight hours with a big <laughs> backpack strapped to your back. Yeah. That's normal for you, weirdo. There were there there were definitely Pokemon Go streams that I did that just like like the Pokemon Go Fest, or I think I streamed on Bidoof Day. Um, there was the stream. One of the final ghost streams I did downtown Milwaukee on the in like Bayview, like like 
even though I wasn't with you guys or I wasn't with anyone in particular, like having the backpack on and showing people like the city that I've lived in for 30 some years and like people asking questions and us getting like, like, I think I got the flying shiny balloon Pikachu or whatever in, in one of those streams. And it was like really exciting. Like, like those moments because of Pokemon stand out to me so much, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and this is why Pokemon Go is such an important game to me. Like, I don't, what other video game would be like, I get to play this game and show you all a city I grew up in for so long. Um, like, like those, those moments definitely stand out to me. Um, what I'm bummed is when I thought about that, nothing really related to the 25th anniversary stuck out to me, right? True, true. Like, Pokemon Go did a better <laughs> job at making memories on their fifth year. Yeah. And that's a, that's a little frustrating. To um, me. Pokemon Snap was super surprising. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. It, but that could have came me? out any year. That could have come out any year, and me playing it by myself isn't... Pokemon Unite was very good. Yeah. Again, could have came not... out any year. <laughs> it could have come out any year. It's not like... A... It, it also, it's not like my favorite Pokemon-related... Like, 2021 was a good Pokemon year. I'm still let down by the fact that it was supposed to be an anniversary year, and really nothing directly related to the anniversary was all that spectacular um, like i've listened to that album once and i have not gone back to it since there's nothing on there to draw me back they had some good merch you were telling me that the partnership with oreos didn't do it for you no <laughs> i i found my mew i ate my mew and i moved on you know what was actually a decent 25 year thing the pokemon celebrations tcg that set for this year was Easily one of the best sets that they've put out in a long time. Very yeah, fun to open. Giant farting Pikachu was that that set? No, the far yes, the farting Pikachu one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, very fun to open and to collect for anyone from hardcore TCG to I only buy three booster packs a year kind of person. I think that set was pretty great. Do well, we have a YouTube? No, no YouTube question. Sorry. I forgot to ask. Hey, if you're on I'm YouTube, I'm sure there's what people put them in there though. Leave a question for that is uh, why isn't Will here? Oh yeah, <laughs> Will, Will will not yeah. be on the show next week. Correct. That's true. Uh, because our, you're going to be gone for what week or two? Mm-mm. Just one week, please. I can't afford Hawaii for more than like seven or yeah. eight days. <laughs> it's well, it's we'll expensive. Give give us our extra long Pokemon of the week then. Uh, well, it's not extra long, actually, but last week's Pokemon of the Week was uh, a complaint about Sincerely Sinnoh and the Candlelave Gym, and what's really funny, though, is on listening to subsequent episodes of Sincerely Sinnoh, Steve is like, oh, this Pokemon is in, uh, what's her name, Candace's Gym, because it knows Ice Punch, and, like, basically making my argument for me. But yes, it is a Pokemon that is not a Steel-type Pokemon, but it knows a Steel-type move. Can actually learn two Steel-type moves in other games. In other games? Yes. Uh, Etc., etc. 
So, who's the Pokemon? It's Metacham. No. It's Azumarill. Azumarill, yes. I also said I don't have blue ink, and blue is like azure. The Aqua Rabbit Pokemon. I still. I mean, it's yeah, like it's a, a rabbit, but it's, I it still has long struggle rabbit with ears. It. So I still struggle like with it being a rabbit. It's egg body. I do not like it, Shuffle Icon. <gasps> I don't. This never happens. I know. I don't know where it is. I can't see it. Why is this page Got so long? at the bottom. It, oh, there's, there's a lot, a lot of info to talk about, about Azumarill. It it's is, a very popular Pokemon. It's really bad. Why is it winking? I, Why do they need the, the need to include its tail? Yeah, and to and, uh, shortcut the ears. It's just weird. It, weird choices. Well, because uh, it's got the, the, the little Meryl tail that, like, Meryl bounces on the tail. There, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Nine? Still solid. Like, a gold, a really great gold shiny. I was gonna say nine Oops. times out of ten, the like original shinies are better, and then some, when they when in the newer games, I don't know if they got less colors or they hit the wrong saturation button, but the, sometimes they they turn out being bad. Uh, Zumarel got much better, much better, mm. solid, solid, solid. For in, the page being this long, there is nothing in trivia. <laughs> in Generation 5, Azumarill and Meryl are the only Pokemon that can have electric type as their sole weakness. This is because of their hidden ability, Sap Sipper. Azumarill is the only member of its evolutionary line that was not publicly revealed prior to its generation it debuted in. That's some real trivia there for you. Huh. You know why Generation 5 is good? No one talks about this. Hidden abilities. Mmm, the dream world. I didn't know that swamp rabbits was a specific type of <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Love a good swamp rabbit. I mean, I always just assumed rabbits could swim, but apparently that's a thing about swamp rabbits is they have a strong preference for what areas and yeah. can swim. I don't think of rabbits as big swimmers, no. Mm. But apparently that's a thing, because it's based off of a swamp rabbit. Well, there's swimming deer in the Florida Keys, so that's yeah. something you'd never think that about either. Deer in Florida? In the Florida Keys. In the Keys, yeah. They're very mean? specific key. The island. Oh, wow. Is that where like, you islands? put it as like, a bowl? No. 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 There is a chain of islands that goes from like northeast of Miami and around around to the south. It's like the southernmost part in the United States yeah. is oh. Key West. Will, did you watch the video of Steve at age? What age are you right now, Steve? 33. 33. Figuring out what why it's called a quarter pounder at McDonald's. Oh, oh yeah, because I commented because he said no, I was watching the Twitch stream uh, so and he I. said he said a quarter pounder <laughs> because it's a fourth of a beef and I was like no no no. It's a 20 25% of a beef. <laughs> not a fourth of a beef. Uh what we need to wrap this. What is next week's Pokémon? <laughs> Here we go.
One of my nieces recently commented on my Snapchat streak, stating that Combi is a dumb Pokemon and that her <gasps> boyfriend thinks Chikorita is better. I responded that there are no good Pokemon whose names start with the letter C. She replied with a particular legendary Pokemon that has a mass of one hectogram and who shares half of its two-move move pool with Magikarp and whose final evolution depends on the game where it is evolved. Obviously, she remains incorrect. That's easy. Is it? Yeah, it's Chatot because it starts with a C. <laughs> yeah, it starts with a C. It's Chatot, that legendary Pokemon. Hey, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Uh, it is the start of the year. There is a brand new Pokemon game coming out in like 25 days. Uh, it's a good time to sign up for our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash PKMNCST or you can go to ISC.cash. That also works. Uh, we have a lot of things planned for the year. Uh, and just because I know for whatever reason, Bobby decided to change his monthly subscription to a yearly subscription. You can do that. You do a yearly <laughs> subscription. You save two months. You get two months for free. If you want Dang. to be stuck with me for all year, um, yearly subscription is the way to go. And uh, you should probably do it now. It's the beginning of the year. Um, but to any of our patrons, thank you so much. I super, super appreciate it. This year should be really good. Um, I don't know. Maybe we get Gen 9. Maybe we get DLC. Maybe we get nothing. Maybe they add all the rest of the Pokemon to Sword and Shield. Spoiler, that one ain't uh, happening. Not gonna That's happen. not happening. That one definitely ain't happening. Uh, we're more likely to get Gen 9 before we get all the Pokemon <laughs> in Sword and Shield. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but this the year should be good. So uh, to anyone who supports us, making it to the end of the episode, supporting on Patreon, watching the Twitch streams, liking, commenting, subscribing on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, very, very excited for 2022. If you want to follow Will on Twitter, it is Washing the Sink. Greg on Twitter at White Wing. I am on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Same as Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Patreon, literally everything. I think we have solidified that username everywhere. So thank you so much for listening. Have a happy new year. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super steel types? Just because you have a move of steel type does not mean you belong in the steel type gym. This podcast is supported by Patreon. If you would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. A huge shout out to our Patreon producers, starting with Stephen, Sean, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jessica, Jacob, Brian, Evan, Ryan, Patrick, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, 
Dylan, Carlos, Alvaro, and a shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady. Thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. And we couldn't do the show without you guys. Thank you again, and we will see you next week.